1: And welcome to Light Years, presented by Chase Freedom. Andy Lou, we are recording this at 5 p.m. on Sunday. The Warriors had maybe their best win of the season Saturday night. We can call it the best win of the season. By far. By far. The, you know, uh, we just saw the second coming of Tom Brady in the 49ers game. Uh, I feel like, you know, the Debo thing, we don't know for sure, but it seems like worst case was avoided. Um, up and all in all, Bay Area
2: sports on the upswing. I, I cannot out. believe. I cannot believe. Yes, we'll get to all the fun warrior stuff because we are the Light Years podcast. But, dude, listen, man. I, I just one, watched, one minute on Brock? <laughs> uh, give me one minute on, on, <laughs> on uh, a big old Brock, man. I just... I've never seen a Kyle Shanahan offense offense in San Francisco uh have a quarterback play like this. I, I think we saw Kyle Shanahan's offense in Atlanta look good with Matt Ryan, but or RG3, but dude, this dynamic, you got Brock Purdy throwing 30 yard bombs down the field. I just I don't understand why you know Jimmy G or Trey Lance, they weren't able to do this, but apparently, or Nick Mullins or CJ Beathard or However many amounts of quarterbacks have been through San Francisco, but this is the most dynamic I've seen a quarterback look so far. It's only been a game. So who knows? But I mean, come on, they're, they're running these kind of things. Like I felt like we were watching Rudy on? for a minute. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not even Brady. You look like Mahomes out there. Right. Where it's just like, uh, yeah. And right. Cause he's a seventh round last pick. So you're just like, who the hell is this sure. guy? But I don't know. It just makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense, but, Good for him. I
1: just I just want to throw us up from friend of the show Akash. He goes Brock Purdy has as many twenty plus yard outside the numbers touchdown throws in one half as Jimmy does in three years. Amazing. Um, man, who knows? I the Niners are stacked across the board. Uh, in general, when you get to the third stringer, you don't feel confident, but they might just be the team who bucks that trend. Um, I'm I'm happy because this is way too good a team for the season to just be over. Like, let's just see what happens. So it keeps going and, uh, and, and it's fun,
2: but yeah, you know, I I, I mean, I expected CMC or Jordan Mason to run it 35 times today. That's what I expected. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause that's what Kyle usually does. And it just, you know, it's, it's, it's highly interesting, fascinating cool to (laughs) watch that he's like coming out gunning and throwing the ball. So anyway, that's cool.
1: You know what it reminds me of? Uh, It reminds me of, uh, Steve Kerr. When he trusts a player's wow. IQ, wow. he will let them play. And, uh, you know, wow. sometimes it's annoying. Sometimes it's Ty Jerome and Chris Chioza and Anthony Lamb and Juan Toscano Anderson being playmakers um, when you're like, why is Wiseman or Kuminka not handling it? You know, but like it, it reminds me so much of that. But anyway, let's get to it. The Warriors, wow. well done, emphatically beat the Boston Celtics Saturday night, ABC, by the way, Clay Thompson loves Saturday night games. I swear to God, every one of his best games since uh, he came back from the injuries has been ABC Saturday night had a huge one um, against the Celtics here. And it's just the man, the man makes love to pressure as Steven Jackson once said, (laughs) he just loves, he just loves the bright lights, but I, I kind of want your big picture thoughts here first, and let, let's bounce off of this. Do the Warriors just own
2: Boston? Is that what's going on here? I didn't. I know that's that's kind of been a narrative coming out of that game. I, I mm-hmm. haven't felt that way about Boston. Just just because I felt when you watch the NBA Finals and you see the first four games of the, you know, you you could say four games of the NBA Finals, it never felt like the Warriors owned them. Uh, you could argue they were, should have been down 3-1. Maybe you could argue they should have been up 3-1. So I don't know if they own them. I, I don't know that yet, but it feels like this, though. It does, because I was watching, by the way, I was watching that game at Disneyland. A uh, lot of waiting in line at Disneyland. A lot of being very tired and sitting in a cafe in Disneyland. So I had a lot of time to watch the game on my phone. Great reception, two, too, by the way.
1: Two-timeline plan.
2: You have to wait.
1: <laughs> you don't, you don't what, get what you
2: want immediately. <laughs> you got to wait for them now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Right. And uh, so I watched I watched most of the game, and then rewatched it when I got home. It feels like Boston's a good matchup for the Warriors. That's what mm-hmm. it feels like. It feels like what Boston is trying to do is very much what the Warriors are okay with. And now Boston's become this team where they're not defensively oriented uh, anymore. I don't think now part of that is because Robert Williams is out, but I feel like they want to shoot threes and they want to play fast and they want to pass. It's exactly what the Warriors do. And watching that game, it just it. it and I know that they're the best team in the NBA, but if you're going to play that style against the Warriors, very, very, very rarely, I could say never is the case, or you're going to win playing the Warriors that way. The teams that beat the Warriors play a slow it down, defensive grind style. And I think the, the Boston Celtics team's shifting to this like crazy offense, play fast type of stuff. I, I just, I think the Warriors are going to always be better doing that. So I think it's a matchup thing. I don't know if they own them, but I mean, maybe it's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, look. Since Steve Kerr took over,
1: no one has beaten the Warriors playing the Warriors game when the Warriors are healthy. It's just it's been the case. We're 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 pushing a decade of it. They are better at that style of basketball than you. Um, I think my thing with Boston is they don't have a player who commands a double team. I I love Jason hmm. Tatum. I I, I love Jalen Brown. Like they have like eight players. I would. You know, kill to have on the Warriors. Like everyone wants Marcus Smart on their team. Everyone would like uh, Robert Williams, even though he didn't oh, play tonight. Even guy, even guys like Derek, Derek White. You wouldn't. You want them on your team. They're good bench players. Maybe not at their price, but you know. Um, but there's no one who I'm like. All right, I got to send a second body. There's no, there's no Giannis. There's no LeBron. There's no Jokic. Honestly, like, um, and those three guys are guys who obviously operate around the rim. But like. Uh, you can even throw Steph into this. Steph, no matter what you do, you're sending two to three bodies him every time. And the fact that the Warriors can play Boston straight up means Draymond can move everyone around like chess pieces. And that's been kind of an overwhelming theme with these matchups with Boston. They're physical. They're obviously a good team. Uh, but I don't feel like they can generate good enough offense against the Warriors. And then it just comes down to whether the Warriors are going to score enough and, you know, Uh, four out of six times in the finals they did and tonight they did and yeah I guess any way you want to slice it it doesn't feel
2: like a good matchup for the Celtics so that that boils it down to one guy then because then that boils it down to Jason Tatum so that that's the issue I think for Boston is that Jason Tatum is supposed to be the guy that uh, figured out the Warriors right it's like how Steph after 2016 became a better defender it's like how lebron after losing to the dallas mavericks became a better post-up player a more well-rounded offensive game it's like you could go down the line of the greats kobe all those guys they all uh who's the guy that uh isaiah thomas michael jordan right not who was sure obviously all those guys so jason tatum you think after getting embarrassed thoroughly by the warriors figures it out so that's supposed to be your guy that's supposed to command a double. Either that or the guy that can just score if you're going to only play one-on-one against them and every single time I watch the Boston Celtics against the Warriors, I come out thinking goddamn Jalen Brown is good. That's what I think, right? Like we never we never ever talk about Jason Tatum in a good and so maybe that's the issue. So is that just a mental thing for Jason Tatum? Either way, I also think the other thing is when you talk about Clay Thompson, the Boston Celtics don't have they need a yes i think yeah, yeah. if they need like a job you know where i'm like they need a john Morant. they need that's a uh, jason tatum jason brown types are players that the warriors big guards can guard the warriors don't have a guy not anymore especially even with even Pugan. like post even like post achilles like he's not worried about uh tatum muscling him he's worried about like quick guys yeah and i think that's Maybe that works in their favor, and and what we're going to talk about some of the bigger wings here, uh, because it's he was kind of the story of the game. But you throw Wiggins back in there who didn't play last night, right? I know the Boston had a couple of big guys that didn't play, but that doesn't stop the fact that if the Warriors didn't even have their best perimeter defender, and that that doesn't bode well for Boston. So um,
1: no, it doesn't. Was I feel very like
2: very unimpressive, just very unimpressive.
1: Let, let let's do Clay for one more minute because like you yeah. hit on it, and I think. Th- I I led with Clay's offense, but I felt like the most impressive thing for Clay was like no issue guarding Tatum on an Island, none whatsoever. And like Clay's kind of had issues defensively for most of the year. He's not been, uh, he's been quite frankly, disappointing on that end for most of the year. Um, What it tells me is two things. One clay can get to a certain level uh, that matters in the finals, which is, which is why you and I, we're not into people like throwing him under the bus. You know, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, look, man, is he, is he playing disappointingly right now? Absolutely. Uh, But I'd still want to see if I can get him back to where he's capable of because end of the day, there's only a handful of players who can play at that level. Right. Um, The the second one is, is like you said, it's just total matchup stuff. Like Boston um, and they don't, they don't have guys who can exploit him, quite frankly. It's a, even Brogdon, who is a nice pickup for them and will help them.
2: He's not a guy who's gonna blow by clay. I all yeah, yeah. Brog, by the way, we love Brogdon. Can you imagine if, if Steve Kerr had Malcolm Brogdon on the team? Uh, Jordan Poole back in the G League. No. <laughs> Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole is insane, especially in these primetime games. Some of the shots that he shoots. Uh, <laughs> I, I forget. Oh. It also concerns me a little bit when you talk about Clay uh, playing the way that he did. Uh, and, and some of it's because, uh, you know, I think he's motivated. Saturday night he had a game off between games, and, and he kind of – they blew the game against Utah. The Warriors can beat any single team and probably are the best team in the NBA if it's a one-game scenario or if it's a seven-game series scenario. But how often are the Warriors going to be able to play like this? And I think that's where my concern is because watching this game, it's not that it was surprising to me. I don't know I don't think that I thought they were going to lose by 20 points but it wouldn't surprise me if they lost or excuse me if they won even though they weren't favored but the problem to me is they they circled this game and they rested guys for this game and I think Boston kind of did the same thing the the schedule yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. set it up that way but the warriors they, you can't you're not going to have this you just look at the road trip, and there's going to be back to backs. There's four- going to be one game breaks, right? And so I think they're that's fourteen the and
1: thirteen, yeah. Exactly. And that's um, why
2: they're fourteen and thirteen because of that.
1: Yeah, they're not. They're not fourteen and thirteen because they're ceiling. They're fourteen and thirteen yeah. because of the maintenance and the floor of what they have. Yeah. So, yep. But yep. Let, let's get to it. you. You were talking Kuminga a second ago. Let's get to the let's get to the big dog. Um, <laughs> my man has been pulling it together here
2: pulling up his numbers real quick and this is a guy that fixes their floor if he if he figures it out which looks like he will
1: last seven games uh averaging 10 points in 21 minutes five rebounds is the number that probably hops for steve kerr the efficiency through the roof 68 percent um he's playing like the best version of what we've seen him play at times And, and the offense is great because he's basically playing the GP two role only he's six, eight. So it's, it's more effective, but where he's really standing out is on the defensive end. And that's where he's going to get on the floor for this team. And that's huge because that's been my number one question with this team is like, where are they getting wing defense from outside of Wiggins? Cause Clay was looking poor at the beginning of the season. Um, and, you know, Steph six 6'3", and Jordan Poole's not a defender. and it, wing, Wings matter in the playoffs. Like, any way you want to slice it, every series that has ever mattered tends to just devolve to, all right, how many two-way wings you got? How many guys can you throw out there who can't be picked on? And then we're just going to ride
2: with it and see what happens. That's I mean, that's the big one. I think they expected him to be the two-way big wing coming into the season. I think the Warriors expected that, which you could argue probably – a little bit maybe too a much belief. yeah maybe yeah. a little bit too much belief there the only way that was going to happen though is you're gonna have to let the kid figure it out and kids don't figure it out seamlessly it's ne- it's never linear right and we saw him get benched at the- after the beginning of the season for pretty much 10 15 however I don't know however many games but that can't happen now because at this point he's too good he's too good I would argue to even sit if he's playing bad. And that's, I think, the bigger point here is yes. you you need him to be good so much that you cannot sit him anymore, even if he's not good. And even last night, I would argue he should have played more than he did last night. But you watch that game, and he's on the highest, highest level. I think Steph had a quote after, after saying that he belonged on the court. You talked about how big he is defensively. To me, it's the offense. To me, it's how comfortable he is not doing stupid shit on offense. It's kind of, it's kind of like oh, stupid. Like, it's it, 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 stupid shit. Kind of just means like it's easy to solve. But I think for someone like Kaminga, it is hard because what he wants to do is he wants to look at the fire guy in front of him and it's like, oh, it's Luke Cornett. Why can't I just take him off the dribble? It's like, no, that's not how the Warriors play. Which is probably not what he wants. But if you do figure out how the Warriors play with Stephen Clay, you are going to average 14 points a game off seven dunks. Like that's it's simple as that. And then the rest is he makes a nice pass to Steph for three, right? He gets his post touches because he's playing well on offense and defense. And then to your point, defensively, isn't he the perfect athletic profile to guard Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum? He is. And and Giannis, who we're going to see here on Tuesday night, he is the perfect profile to guard those guys. And if the Warriors want to win a championship, they'll need him to guard those guys. And Devin Booker, Luka Doncic. Who else? So many, so many of these best players in the NBA are just all big wings that, you know, Clay's not going to guard them anymore, man. So it's, or, or it's just going to be a switch. You're just going to be out on the floor with Clay and with Wiggins. So you're going to have to guard those guys with Draymond. So if he's going to be, look at these numbers. I'll, I'll let you kind of yeah. take over here.
1: Yeah. I was going to say the, the other thing that stands out to me with Kuminga is he's succeeding at the three, which like offensively, he's not a three the same way like offensively, GP2 uh isn't really a guard right um and what that tells me is and this is why anthony lamb keeps playing even though he's a two-way player and like (laughs) that play where he missed steph was hilarious because it was just like i've never seen steph clap harder in my life i am not that that was kind of crazy that was pure that was pure kd like give me the you know like (laughs) (laughs) but um but he plays because he understands the role, which is shoot open threes or move the ball. Ironically didn't move the ball there, but you know um, he, he does that kind of stay out of the way stretch four thing, which is what they need for Kuminga to thrive. Kuminga needs to be the guy who's a two, three on defense, you know, checking the best perimeter guy, but then on offense, he's a five cutting, right? It's like the Sean Marion role. It's Mm -hmm. a GP two role. Mm -hmm. Um, and it begs the question with the Warriors, like Anthony Lamb is kind of just a replacement level player who does that role right now. But it's like you're looking at this, you're like, this works. Draymond at the five, a stretch four, Kuminga. It it, it works. We've seen it work. We know they have the guards to make it work. Like Dante, Poole, Steph, Clay, they they all make it work. And it's just like, can they get um Can they figure out what they want to do with the four spot with those lineups to make it work? And that's the only reason I pull up these numbers because when you have Kuminga, Lamb, and Draymond together, they are plus 59.5 right now. Like, they're just destroying teams. And it's nothing you, you don't know. Draymond at the five with wings who can grind on defense and the requisite amount of spacing, no one can beat that healthy. It's, it's always like a suspension, uh, an ankle twist, like that sort of, no one's been able to beat it. Maybe, maybe the the Pelicans, maybe Zion and those 50 wings will be the team who retires the Warriors in four years or something like that. But like to date, no one's been able to beat it. Right. So to me, it also brings up the, the point, which like we talk about every week. But it's like I, this team really just feels like one role player away from just being back in business, gonna roll through the playoffs just like they did last year.
2: I agree. And that role player, maybe I know you're, I know what you're trying to say is that role yeah. player should be the guy over Lamb. I, 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 I agree with you on that. I think some of the magic has worn off there. Um, but I think maybe it's just coming up just being better and, and mm-hmm. progressing progressively progressing <laughs> even means maybe, but,
1: maybe it's just a wiggins kuminga frontcourt you're right yeah. yeah
2: that's i think that's it i think some of it's maybe even moses moody who uh played a little bit yesterday but you know maybe wasn't great but wasn't bad i think part of it is him uh hey our guy our guy wiseman is having a pretty solid g league stint last couple games or so maybe it's that but i, I agree so, I, I, mean, I think he's yeah. i have no i'm i i didn't want- I'm not gonna lie i didn't watch it <laughs> so i'm going off what people are telling me man uh it looks like he's playing better good for him
1: the, the playing, within, goes- playing within himself and within the role i did i did watch it uh oh boy. encouraging What's the, scouting the scouting report is he the last three games he's done what we thought he would do the first five games in the g league he's playing within himself and he's physically dominating it's a g league let's yeah. let's good. he's if he does this for a few more games, time to call him back up and see if he can actually do it with the big club, but um it's what you kind of want to see. Anyway, back back on topic.
2: Is <laughs> coming of stuff is huge though. For the it mm. is huge because they it, it's not that this is a luxury. They need this. They they yes. need this to sustainably win basketball games. It's not it's not last season. It's not a you know what, Kaminga, give us this. And if you can't give it to us, we'll just we'll, we'll keep it moving. We're okay without you this season. Nah. And it's so difficult for, I don't think we realize how difficult it is for someone like him or anyone to come into the NBA and do this. Basically, play like a role player, except he's never, ever been a role player in his life, which is right. why we expected Moses Moody to be, to figure it out. And, and, Moses Moody hasn't, which is surprising to me, you and I. But somehow Kaminga is the one that's figuring out, despite the fact that when has he ever been the guy that's that the coach has said, you know, Kaminga, like, don't shoot. Right now, one of Kaminga's problems is that he gets the ball deep and he doesn't shoot the ball. And I don't think that's his fault. That's for sure Steve Kerr just telling him, hey, you're always going to have to look for a guy, right? You're always going to have to look to get yeah. people involved and make the right pass. To me, that's, that's not Kaminga's fault right now. Uh, but to have him change his mindset and play like this and do it successfully uh, is super impressive. Super, Even though I, you could argue like, hey, you didn't know this coming into the season. Come on. Like, <laughs> you know, they were trying to drill this into you last year. But, you know, he's 20, whatever, 21, 18. I don't know. I never know his age. 20. But 20. 20. He, he is legitimately incredible. 20 as incredible. of October.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate
1: Oh, I want to talk about this oh, real quick because this is kind of irking me just a little bit. A1 Steph Curry was once again the best player on the basketball court on Saturday night against the Boston Celtics. Casual 32-7-6. Did you know Steph is averaging another 50-40-90, 30 points per game, 7 assists, 6.6 6 rebounds. He keeps getting better rebounding the ball. And look, man, I get the Warriors have been on a shitty start. I just am confused why people like Luka are apparently MVP candidates and Steph Curry isn't. We're putting up a a thing from the score right now. It says, who's your MVP? Tatum, Doncic, Jokic, or Giannis? There's only one player on this list I would be like, I get it if he gets the MVP, and that's Giannis. That's the only player I feel comfortable with that. Um, Everyone else, I'm just looking at them. I'm like, it's abundantly clear Steph's playing at a higher level than every one of these guys. And more importantly, outside of Boston, none of these teams were particularly that much better than the Warriors. They have a better record by two games. The Denver Nuggets are 2.5 games ahead of the Warriors. Is that really the difference between like, oh, he's leading his team to the MVP versus they're struggling? You know what I'm saying? So, we have you. I'm I'm not a big awards guy, but I just kind of want to call it out because like Steph's playing so out of his mind, and it's absurd to me that we've never seen a guy at this age play
2: that way. That it's it's not like a bigger talking point nationally. NBA.com doesn't even have him in his top five, and I don't think they had him in his top ten even. And mm-hmm. I think I, I can give you maybe one one uh, historical point that is it makes proves your point is LeBron was doing this similar to what Steph is doing right now when he was 34, 35. And that is all we ever heard was about what LeBron's doing this at age 35. It is unbelievable. Year he's doing 16. It. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all we ever heard. And mm-hmm. you can argue Steph's even doing it better because Steph actually is doing it coming off championship. And he's doing it on a team that helped. Being a teammate. <laughs> Go <laughs> win another championship. Okay. To your, uh, I, I, maybe I'll give you Tatum. Like, I'm going to agree with you and Giannis. I could give you Tatum because the, the Celtics are totally – Like, it's kind of ridiculous. 21 and 5. Sure. So I could we'll give you Tatum. Saturday
1: night. Saturday night made him
2: look bad, but end of the day, the Celtics have been a machine. Yeah. I could give you that one. But dude, you're right. I mean, Luca. But when you watch Luke, "Holy shit! This is this team is fucking awful." I mean, it is awful. Dude, so yeah, so bad. Like, <laughs> and, and, and by the way, like Mark Cuban is... should get fined. He should find himself. It is pathetic what they've done. And
1: Mark Mark Cuban might have Luke ending up on the Warriors post stuff. So we whoa, can't get whoa, too mad whoa, at him.
2: Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa,
1: whoa! Sam, so <laughs> No, know I, don't I just, think, I just, the way Dallas is trending, I don't think Luke is sticking around. But it's too early, too early for those takes. He's the free agent. When the same year, Steph's contract ends 2026. So we got time. All I'm saying is like, does it not feel like a Cavs LeBron scenario where you're like, I don't see how this is getting better. Meanwhile, you're uh you're you're gonna find it
2: just it just doesn't
1: feel possible. Not, I guess we haven't
2: heard anything from Lucas Camp, right? I guess, but it's all uh, it's too early too. That's the other thing. I like the NBA is never too early for players to to start to want to leave. Not in today, Not in today's NBA, baby. Oh, that's but, oh, that's right. We got a Woj bomb about uh about Bob Myers. What was that about? So I I know nobody talked about it because I just, I just think nobody gives a shit about GM drama. Like nobody cares. But. What I, I just don't about? i just don't think i was taking it seriously until we get to like close to the end of the season um well, I've leaked it obviously to to kind of get some to get some pressure on joe but what was the point? Oh, TK is gonna ask Bob if he leaked it, and Bob's gonna do the fake tears. Just, just I would start, never do that. Oh, start crying on impact. <laughs> it's like so obvious that Bob had told Woj this, and hey, say post this. before and it's and it's ESPN. Or just the timing was game. beautiful. Very yeah, yeah, yeah. nice game, so everybody's locked in. It's like post that I haven't gotten a contract extension. It is kind of weird though. It is kind of odd that he's not. I mean, is it normal for GMs not to get extended? It's kind of guess. It's not like a uh, uh, it's it's not like a bad thing because it doesn't necessarily matter for players. It can't be a distraction, but that is odd. odd. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see where uh, where it goes. I think
1: it just means he wants contract extension. That's all. <laughs> all I'm all all I gathered from that it is is, is Joey Lightyear's light lowballing him. He's like, "Hey, my tax bill's high, buddy. You're supposed to help me here."
2: So. I I just I I think. You know, if it's not Bob, who else is it gonna be? It's gonna be Kirk, friend of the show? I don't know. No. Hey
1: man. Per, per sources, Kirk was uh asking if you want to be assistant GM. Yeah I mean, hey, when, he this, when he stages
2: this when he stages his coup. I need Bob um I need Bob out of there. I'm I'm coming in. And the you know what the first thing I'm doing is you know what the first thing I'm doing is I'm going down to the G League and I'm getting rid of those guys, getting some <laughs> out players on the team. All right, what's next? Uh, all right, Warriors got a big road trip coming up.
1: The Warriors are six-game East Coast road trip, longest road trip of the season. Um, they don't play at home again until Christmas. They are gone. Now we will be back Tuesday with friend of the show Waz to recap the Bucks game. Bucks game is like the.
2: Do we think that's the sexiest game on the on the road trip? If There's a I lot the- of good ones here. There's a lot of good ones here. Can I give you a Can I give you a take? As I was looking at this, you what? know what I'd do if I were the Warriors. I think you know what I'd do if I were the Warriors. I'd sit them, sit them, sit
1: them, and then just beat beat up Indiana the next day. Beat the shit out of yeah. I would take the win. Give me,
2: <laughs> you know what I mean. That's what I would do. If, They're not if I, do that. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. But you run the risk. You run the sure. risk. They've They've played that game many times this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you, it is a very, very real scenario. You and I sit across from each other on Friday night, and they are zero and three on the road trip, and two games in a five hundred. It is very real. I would also love to just see them sit Clay
1: and Steph on separate games. Like the whole, like what, like the Utah when it's Pool and Clay made more sense than like everyone sitting. And um but anyway, let's let's get back to it. So they got the Bucks Tuesday, the Pacers Wednesday, uh, Big Jim Harden. And the this the 76ers on Friday. It's oh, gross. The Raptors. Raptors feels like a sit game. Just don't even bother crossing the border. Um, and then you got the two New York teams uh, that's who a winnable game, though. Who uh who are not good, but it's a it's like game five and game six of a week-long road trip. Um, my question for you is what would you consider success
2: on six game road trip? Three and three. They've got to win three, they've got to win these three games, they've got to win Indiana. Toronto and New York, gotta win those. Oh, the three, fine. You lose. You like three. Kevin get his win. You like Kevin yeah. and Kyrie get their win. They're playing well. I They're mean,
1: Kyrie, well. Kyrie could be in a new controversy by that game. He might be. <laughs> he might be off.
2: Ten days so. from now, one hundred percent easily. But uh, <laughs> been quiet for a couple weeks. He has been quiet. That team has been. The vibes have been too good with that team. Some shit's gotta happen. Some shit's gotta go down. They gotta win those three games, man. They gotta win. And I assume that Indiana they're gonna they're gonna um, you know, barring Steph playing thirty eight minutes or forty three in an oT game on Tuesday night or something like that. Uh, I assume they'll play the back to back. Let's say they lose a close one whatever in Milwaukee It looks like Chris Middleton got hurt again, so maybe they they can win that one. But here's the thing. they gotta win those three. Also, at some point, you have to show up on the road. It is it is embarrassing for a team that is now this deep into the the season and supposedly this good and you've shown up on saturday night to show that you are the champion all this stuff end of the day you're still 14 and 13 that's your record and at some point you're gonna have to show you can do this on the road so yeah man three three and three just three and three that, that's objectively a lot better than they've been on all, all season
1: i'm calling the five and one You're
2: fucking sick. That's not. I'm putting. I'm
1: considering. I'm considering three the minimum for success. Five. Five. We're uh, we're printing shirts. You know, she's she's gonna get a pink hat for you. We're gonna be good to go. Um, I think they beat Milwaukee Tuesday. I think the game means more to the Warriors than it means to the Bucks. I think they're gonna go in and get that W. Uh, I think Philly is a mess. I mean, none of these, again, everyone in the NBA is 500. So it's not like there's anything particularly special going on. Indiana, I could see them losing that one. Philly, I think they win. They have a day off. Uh, then they have a day off against Toronto, another team who's been whatever. And then you got the Knicks and the, the Nets. Like, they should, They, I think the Warriors are going to turn a corner. I think this road trip, will be the road trip where they wake up and just create a little separation. You know, they're not going to get up to the one or two seed. They'll be like the five seed. But just like do something to make some noise here. Um, the reasons I think that is like Kuminga's is establishing himself. Dante DiVincenzo, who we haven't talked about, so is good. finally starting to come together. Clay is Draymond. At this point, Draymond is – we don't even talk about Draymond stuff, but they're both playing championship-level basketball. Looney, who we didn't even talk about, my goodness, just dominant in his role against
2: Boston. Like, is he? Is there a better role player in the NBA than Looney? No, especially I mean, for it's the like, price it, point that he's getting paid at. I mean, come on, he's a bargain too. It's insane. Yeah,
1: just, just you know, Farhan would just be all about him. Just oh wins my. above
2: dollar level. Hey, like, it's hey, the best. We're not, the no. No, we're not talking giants. <laughs> we're not fucking talking giants. Okay. But my
1: my point is it does feel like the Warriors are primed to go on a mini run. I have the same concerns as you. They don't have enough bodies that like over the next 55. I don't know how comfortable I feel, but it does feel like they're pushing what should theoretically be a um, uh, you know, they win 8 out of 10. They win 13 out of 15. Like one of those type of situations. I think I think they're pushing that way. Just gut instinct. I have nothing to go off of other than what I'm seeing and the, the vibes that are starting to percolate. They're they're starting to feel good. So that's just where I'm at. Maybe I'm going to just try speaking into existence. Maybe that's what's up.
2: I I felt this way going into that game in Indiana, and and you know to me, and then Andrew Nemhart was like it, not exactly. tonight, Andy, and that's exactly <laughs> why I'm hesitant about this. So anyway, it, it, we'll. I mean, we'll see. But this team, it's not like they're not good enough to beat all these teams. It's just it they haven't done it yet this season. And like you said, though, coming is a big piece, man. So do we real quick before we get to our next seven? You think Wiggins comes back? And if he does, and if he does in the on the road, when do you think he comes back on the I road? Mean, trip? He's back sh- from I mean, we touch on
1: that. The way they're talking about it, I think he at worst. We'll we'll see. We'll see. It doesn't sound like he I, I feel pretty good he's not missing the road trip. I would not be surprised if he sat the um, Milwaukee, Indiana game, but we'll see. We'll see the way they're talking about it. it, If it was a playoff game, he'd play today, you know? Good. Okay. And so um, I'm, I'm happy to, uh, you know, I, I, I feel pretty confident he's coming back. That's it. Also Wiggins. He is very important to this team, but I don't know that he's necessarily as important versus Milwaukee as some other matchups. Ooh, I don't know. I mean, he's important in the sense of he might be your second or third best scorer, but like they don't have a, like you said, Middleton. Is he gonna play? No. No. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't really need Wiggins guarding Pat Connaughton. You know, like it's not like it's not uh it's not as important as other. Obviously, it's a blow, but like matchup wise, like missing Looney against Giannis would be a significantly bigger blow. That's what I'm excited. Did you realize? That Draymond has not played against Giannis in four years. Wait, really? Dude, it one of them has sat every time. They only play twice a year. So. Huh. Well, the Warriors played. That might be why I'm so hyped about this matchup. To be to be perfectly honest with you. It's like the um I want to see how the Looney or sorry, the the Draymond Looney combo looks against Giannis. Like, obviously, Giannis is an MVP and one of the best of all time, but it's just like I kind of think the Warriors match up well, better against him than most teams.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And just give you, so Middleton, he injured an ankle today and he, he tried to come back in the game and left, by the way. So, I knowing knowing how how cautious the Bucks have been with with Middleton all season, he, him exactly. just coming back, it just wouldn't I wouldn't, wouldn't surprise fair me.
1: fair bet that he's probably not playing Tuesday.
2: Yeah, Warriors need to win some games. They need to win some games. Good place
1: to start. It would be Good. nice. It would be nice to get some Ws.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that seventy five percent of Americans are deficient in.
1: We tried something new this week, guys. I opened a voicemail line. Some of you thought I was just giving out uh, a phone number on Twitter. Come on, man. It's the official light years hotline. And as usual, the goons did not disappoint. Oh boy. So I'm actually scared. <laughs> I'm actually we, uh, Andy. I've listened to some of them, but Andy is not. And purposely, I did not let him listen to him. Oh my God. Um, we're going to be reacting to your guys' calls. We might start doing this more often. when well, We don't go uh, live, live. I, just, I, just, I, I need you guys to call in. We need more goon activity on the show. So, Tim, you will pull him up? We ready?
5: Listen, I'm in the bathroom right now at a fucking white elephant party, and I just wanted to call in to say, let's fucking go. What a win. I'm stoked. This is David. I'm in the bathroom. I'm excited. I'm a little drunk. I don't know how the hell we won that game. How do we lose to all these shitty teams and then beat the fucking Boston Celtics? My hot take is that we don't need to make a trade. We're not gonna make a trade. We're not having this fine. I only believe that twenty five percent. I still finally kinda of believe that we need a trade, but I'm feeling good right now. So I'm saying this. Okay, bye.
1: Wow batting lead off that's that's uh, who's the best leadoff hitter in baseball uh, mookie betts maybe i don't know <laughs> that was that was elite first off the i'm calling from the bathroom at a white elephant park clearly his girl dragged him to it yeah 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 and the whisper denotes that he's been yelled at to be present and not just focus on the warriors game like David, my friend, i know I know you got into a fight at at four thirty that that day where you you tried to compromise, you said, "Let me watch the game, and I will talk with your friends all night.
2: do you think do you... we <laughs> you, Andy andy you think... you, we've both been there, well, you know you know the thing is, I think I know what he did. I think he stayed in the bathroom the last thirty five minutes of the game. <laughs> My guy, David, stayed in the bathroom, then realized after he called, he said, oh, the apps, I've been in here for an hour. I got to go. I had a bad reaction to the apps. I've been there. You know? (laughs)
1: Sorry.
2: Sorry. Light years uh... energy, man. Oh, my God. Uh, Let's get to the next one.
3: What's up, light years? I'm a long-time listener, first time caller. Um, I was actually on a date tonight, and we went and got drinks after dinner. Um, to watch the game, um, huge Warriors fan. I'm from Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. So Steph is a huge fan to me. But the guy I was on the date with hates Steph Curry, and I just didn't realize how how bad it was when we were watching this game. Um, it was hilarious. Like Steph was just going off, and he just like would just turn, turn around. He couldn't even like look at the screen when when he was going off. And I just was like, Steph is the greatest greatest of all time. He thinks Steph is overrated. Just like complete complete nonsense. I eventually was like. Was he the greatest shooter on the team? He wouldn't even admit that. I was like, if he's the greatest shooter in his family, he couldn't even admit that. At the end of the night, he eventually just said, like, Steph is good at what he does. And that's, like, as far as I got with him. So um, I've been living in Ohio for, like, 10 years. Um, And the the hate that Ohio fans have for Steph Curry is truly, truly comical. So being a Warriors fan in, in, in Ohio has just been such an incredible, hilarious experience. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to share that, uh, shout out to the Goons. uh, love the pod. Um, love what you guys are doing. i I hope I, I make it to the, make it to the, uh, um, to the podcast today. All
1: right. Oh, you, with a call like that, there was never a doubt. We were going to add you to the show. Wow. Um, I just love like a date? <laughs> no, chance. no chance. Let's, let's flip it. What would you do if your first date was a bronze stand who's oh. just bitter, bitter? Because I feel like the energy with with uh, Warrior fans and LeBron fans is like, uh, Warrior fans just, it's always a win. Four, four against one, you know? That's or th- Sorry, three against one in terms of the times they match up. So like, even if you can get sensitive and upset about it, you always have the higher. They get a lot more bitter. There's a lot of what if KD didn't go? Well, what if this didn't
2: happen? Yeah. Um, it's it's angry. always a lot. It's always a lot more angst. But you know me, man. I don't care. You know, what I mean, it could be a problem. She's cute. You know, I'm I'm all I'm all in. <laughs> but uh, I all I all I know though is Sam. I the Light Years Goons are the best listeners fans uh, in the world because she called us after the date, assuming that the date didn't went didn't didn't go well. Called the Pod Boys. And just let them have it. I love it. I love it. This makes me so happy. We need more post date calls.
1: I need. I need. I need you guys to call when you have a a date that involves watching a Warriors game. Let me know what your non goon date thinks. Let's get to the next one.
5: What's good, Sam and Andy? Uh, my hottest take is Jonathan Kuminga will be our seventh guy. Come playoff time, he'll be our most impactful defender off the bench. Uh, he'll come in right after Pool, in all our playoff series. Uh, we'll even throw out some lineups with him and Wiggins on the court together, uh, like what we saw tonight uh, when Kerr put in uh, Kuminga with, for, uh, for Looney when we go small. Uh, I think we'll see uh, a Draymond Wiggins-Kuminga front court in the playoffs in a couple of matchups. Um, yeah, I'm 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 buying the 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 Kaminga stock now. It's it's going up and uh, it's taking off from here. Go Dubs, Light Years, baby. What's up, Light Years? Uh, another hot take <laughs> for you. Can this be the game that gets the Draymond DPOY hype train going again? Uh, we missed out on that award last year. If he had stayed healthy, that that was his for the taking. Uh, can we start to drum up some support for that use this game as a launching point? Didn't have too many highlight worthy plays on defense, but man, shut down the best half court offense of all time tonight. Uh, without Wiggins. I think, I think Dre's got to get a lot of credit for that. That's my take.
1: Oh, I appreciate it. Draymond DPOI.
2: Back to back takes. Um, We'll, let's give him another ten games. Warriors have been shit defensively. I mean, he
1: should he season. should be the
2: decade DPOI.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna I'm going to die on the Draymond Hill because I it just bothers me when people don't give him the respect he deserves over the last decade. But anyway, good call. Let's get to the next one, Timmy.
5: Yo, Sam and Andy. This is at your boy at that rascal Reggie on Twitter. Um, happy for the win against, uh, the Celtics. Guys look great. Kamiga look great. Um, but I'm still pissed about the Jazz loss. Um, the Warriors owed me for that loss, man, cause I went to cold ass Salt Lake City to watch them beat the Jazz, but they, they just collapsed. So I'm still on that, but good win tonight. Um, good job by you guys. I uh, love listening to the pod. All right. Take it easy.
1: Oh, I wish we could ask Reggie. Like, how how far how far are we talking going to to Salt Lake? Like, was it a was it a twenty minute drive or was it a two and a half hour flight? You know, like, wow.
2: yeah, wow. I mean, if he lives in SoCal, it's not bad, right? So he could just drive there. But going to Salt Lake, although I hear Salt Lake, I've been to Salt Lake a couple times. You ever been to Salt Lake, Sam? I
1: have not been
2: to Salt Lake. That's it is beautiful. It is it is it is beautiful. <laughs>
1: like uh, the snow, the the. Anyway. I am I am hitting up uh, Colorado uh, in a month or so for my buddy's bachelor party, so I'll I'll take in some of that. But anyway, Ooh. that's that's a little different. Ooh, yeah. So, how bitter would you be going to a Warriors game out of market and it ending the way that Jazz game ended?
2: <laughs> you know, for me, I you rarely do you see an ending like that. You know, part of it's like at some point you do feel like, eh, you know, it would have been nice to see a Warriors win. But I can also tell my friends that hey, you remember that one time the Warriors choked a four-point lead with two seconds mm-hmm. left in the game. I was there at that game. So, I don't know. See, what's I, the worst? Big, big picture-wise. Eh. What's the worst choke job you've seen from the Warriors in person? I, look, I wasn't there for game seven. Uh, I wouldn't call that know- a, That's a game
1: seven. I, I wouldn't call it a, a choke job in the same vein.
2: <sighs> I don't know. Do you I, was, I don't know. I've, I think
1: I've been I was there for the oh nine LeBron game winner as a Cav. He is like a fadeaway baseline jumper mm. 18 feet mm. away. Very annoying. Uh, because Steven Jackson hit a shot and then just like full celebration, like like all sorts of then LeBron hit one walking off. Very annoyed
2: vibe from that game. I, pretty much every game that the Warriors choked away that you can imagine from the years twenty fourteen to to twenty twenty, I saw in person. So one of those, if if the Warriors choked away one of those, I think like maybe the one that was maybe the most notable was you remember when the Warriors played the Clippers in the in the playoffs in the first round that randomly went to six games and they lost the game they were up at like seven 30. games yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no oh, I know no 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 not 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 the first like twenty twenty like KD was not 2020, 2020 oh i was at that game
1: too yeah no no i remember that one too the um weird the patrick beverly top blocking
2: yeah oh that one was so fucking annoying Yeah, it was so weird and annoying yeah, it was just one of those where 2019 like, the series yeah series went six and i remember like kd had like 45 points a game and everyone was like kd's amazing kd's amazing it's like dude the series just went six games for no fucking reason this clippers team is terrible um and then losing that game. I don't know how I just don't know how they lost it. I don't know if it was a choke job. I don't think anybody took that series seriously. Nobody took the clip seriously. A, so. it was a vibe loss. That's yeah. for sure. Bad
1: vibe loss. I mean, Timmy, let's go to the next one.
6: Sam and Andy, I gotta first, before I even give my take, I gotta say I'm so impressed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. What great you know, you guys are like pushing the boundary. I was I was heard that you guys weren't real media, but You know, maybe some shows would be developing better if they were trying to reach out to their fan bases in in unique and interesting ways like this. So I got to say, I love the hotline. Anyway, what's up with Tatum being an MVP in every other game, but against the Warriors, he he plays like a mental midget. I mean, the dude has no game against us. I, I don't know if every other team doesn't know he can't go left. Like, I don't know if that's what it is. But, man, they looked nice tonight. The defense looked on point. They didn't even have Wiggins. And this is probably the best duo game between Steph and Clay of the season. I didn't even watch it. I'm only looking at the box score, and I'm gonna be watching highlights when I get off. But ah, uh, man, I gotta say, we got lots to be excited about. I think this team should comfortably still be the favorites coming out the West. They just gave a slacking to the best team in the league. The scarier teams are not Boston. The scarier, the scariest team in the league for the Warriors right now is Milwaukee because they have no answer to Giannis. And then I actually think Memphis might even be scarier than Boston. Boston is an easy six game series. It'll be fun, but it's easy. Memphis, if they have home court, that might be a seven-game series. Milwaukee, that's a scary test. I don't know. Love you, boys. Have a good one.
2: See, now that's a take. Now that's a take.
1: Micus, Micus, we love you. Um, that's kind of why I'm hyped, and for for the Milwaukee game on Tuesday, I, I don't know that he's right, but I can't say he's wrong either. I want to see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, I want to see it, even if it's early season, even if we all acknowledge later in the season we'll have a better idea i just want to watch i want to watch Giannis. i want to watch Steph. i want to watch draymond and looney try to wrangle him i want to watch drew holiday give steph his best i want to watch grace and allen trip jordan oh, Poole and them get mad i mean there's there's a lot of fun stuff there you know we, we can get a little brooke lopez and um and jermichael green i don't know you know
2: hey it's not just the uh it's not just uh by the way i like this memphis take. They're, they're a tough team, but hey, there's another team in the West that might be just as good as Memphis, if not better. You know what I mean? They're, those New Orleans Pelicans, I didn't, I didn't know how good they were going to be in the preseason, but obviously I've been wrong because they're the best team in the West right now, best record, and uh, they, they, their best players don't even play. They feel like they've, they've
1: – they've, I don't want to say skipped a step, but like they – I wasn't sure if it was going to be this year or like three years, you know what I mean? Well, you
2: know, they they might not be a championship team this year, so I think, like, the step still needs to be taken there. Like, what will probably happen if they play the Warriors is they'll they'll lose in six games, but they should have probably won two of them. Like, it's classic young team uh, stuff, but, I mean, dude, that is a... They they own the Phoenix. They own—they destroyed the Phoenix Suns the other day. And And that makes me happy. Right? We know the Suns are frauds, but... The Grizzlies and the Pelicans, if you told me the Warriors need to go through those two teams, uh, war zones, dude. I have a nasty series. I have a take for you. Um,
1: So measuring team ceilings, not, not necessarily that they'll reach it, but in the West, I think the Suns are at best the sixth highest ceiling. Got the Warriors one, got the Clippers two. Um and obviously the Clippers one like we'll see with Kawhi and PG but like if they're healthy the ceiling's high right um I think I have the Pelicans three and the Grizzlies four Denver five maybe I put Denver above those but all those teams are I above Phoenix say. to me all those teams are above Phoenix to me in terms of if everything hits if Zion and Ingram and all those guys are healthy I'm a little more scared of the Pelicans than I'm of the Suns. If everything hits correctly for the Grizzlies with
2: health, I'm more scared of them than the Suns. That's what I'm getting at. What, the West versus—I I, I think I agree with you. I think I do. Out of those, might, I don't know. You might maybe, change the order. Maybe I throw Denver at three. Yeah, sure. Maybe, maybe I lower the Clippers actually because I just ceiling to them. It's like at, at some point is the ceiling just not a thing actually for for the Clippers? The ceiling uh, is the roof. <laughs> at some point is it not actually a ceiling for those guys? But. The West, by the time the playoffs come around... I know Draymond had a quote come out and say, no word about anybody in the West. I don't know. Like By the time the playoffs come around, the, re- the West might have five, six, to your point, teams that are are true, truly, really freaking good, where the East just has two teams. Okay, they have two of the best teams in the league. They maybe have two, two of the three best teams in the world, but... If you're a top three seed and you got to go through the first two rounds, is it anything easier than being in the Eastern Conference? You're telling me I'm just going to have to beat the the Hawks and mm. the Sixers in the first two rounds? Come on, right? Like, that's easy. That's right. now, now, your Eastern Conference finals matchup, Bucks and Celtics, like, that's a war. But, you know, you're talking about the East where you might have the Warriors have to go through. They might have to go through the Clippers round one and then the Pelicans and then the Grizz. That is objectively, in my opinion, a much harder three rounds. I mean, look, you're 60 games away or whatever the fuck. But sure. that's that's a deep conference, man. 55, but yes.
1: <laughs> uh, Tim, we got any more?
6: Hey, I just wanted to say James Wiseman is going to prove you guys wrong. He, he is going to come good. I don't think we're going to trade him. I don't think we should trade him. But I know James Wiseman – He's going to come good. I just have a sneaky, sneaky feeling about him. Same thing that happened with Jordan Poole. I think it's going to happen with Wiseman. That's my take. Go Dubs.
1: Thank you for calling in, Joe. Oh. <laughs>
2: um, Joe, the voice changer. I hope so. I hope he's right. Warriors could use him. On to the next one. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> On to the next one. Fuck Jason Tatum <laughs> Oh, Wait can we play it again producer, Super producer Can we play that again
6: Fuck Jason Tatum <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: Is that it That's the last call Tim
2: No I think, I think We got a couple more.
3: Oh, Let's keep it going Let's get Hey there, I am just calling to say, yo, did you just see Kaminga yam it all over Jason Tatum in this fourth quarter? Hey, this is Karima calling from New York. Bye.
1: Uh, love a what Karima. Karima calls. And yes, we didn't probably spend enough time appreciating that dunk. Um, Kaminga also might be a bright
2: lights player. There's a little uh he gets a little extra excited for those moments. <laughs> uh him and him and the rest of these the core, right? And Jordan Poole, who I think we we know it's a yeah. player. I didn't shoot well last night, but I thought he was actually pretty good. Uh Poole the, getting that block was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Can we hear uh, the can buddy. we hear the call before, please? Before, I, I have a thought on coming ta- uh on Kuminga, but can we can we hear that one again, Tim? Fuck Jason Tatum. <laughs> I don't even dislike Jason. I actually think they that's just a great call. Yeah, he's, a, uh, he's, he's kind of a likable dude. Kind of like... <laughs> Jason Tatum tweeted, by the way, apparently two years ago or a year ago, I think, about how uh, Kaminga is going to be a really good player in this league. So, you know, if there if there's one guy, I think Tatum was probably a, a more polished player coming to the league than Kaminga, yeah. so he was always going to be better. But, you know, you always thought the Jalen Brown comparison. You know, you watch the Celtics yeah. and seeing how good Jalen Brown is now. Shoot. I mean the, the guy shoots like nothing else. Jalen Brown's an incredible shooter nowadays. So we'll see if Kaminga can get there. But the athleticism, the size, the tenacity, the aggression that he plays with Jalen Brown's Jalen Brown's really, really aggressive at all times. It's always impressive. So it'd be nice to see. I mean, if Kaminga ends up being something on the same tier of Jalen Brown, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's like that's it's not Kawhi Leonard, but damn close. Absolutely. Tim, we got any more? Last one. Hi.
5: Uh, congrats to Kirk Wacob uh, for his promotion. Like, I, I mean. <laughs> we going out on
1: that? We going out on Wojvoms? <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I think that one's going to play
2: itself out in our favor. But uh, we'll see. Do you, do you think – so, okay, since, since we're not going to let it out just on that call. So, let me ask you this then. Do you think that – what is the percent chance that Bob Myers – that Joe Lacob doesn't want Bob Myers to be GM anymore. So what percentage and, 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 and that? And that's why he doesn't want to pay him as much. Right. And that's 20, why this 20%. is- 20%. That's pretty high.
1: I think there's what? I thought that was low, honestly. <laughs> I think there's a part, but like nothing special. Yeah.
2: Okay, I'm just trying to manufacture drama. I like drama. <laughs> but <laughs> fair enough. We'll be back. We'll be back Tuesday after the Bucks game. Appreciate it, everyone.